So I want to begin by addressing some of the adjustments we're making to Mass to keep ourselves healthy and safe. The governor and the archbishop have asked to create some social distance. And I know this is contrary to our normal task of building community and trying to have some closeness, but of course it's only temporary. So thank you for your patience with this task and your help with it as well. Perhaps you already received and read the email that we sent out on Friday. The Archbishop has made Sunday Mass optional for the rest of the month of March. And some people with health issues are burdened by the idea of contracting some kind of an infection, and they don't need to be burdened by worrying about committing a grave sin by missing Sunday Mass. He hasn't said that's why, but I think that's what's happening. At St. Margaret of York, we will keep our normal schedule of Masses. We will move daily Mass in here to the big church so that people can spread out. And also, it's, uh, it's nice this time of year during Lent because we get more people for daily Mass anyway. The Archbishop has asked us to include some temporary restrictions at Mass. And in the spirit of the strategy that he and the governor are working toward, we have added some of our own. For example, we thought it would be better to leave the collection baskets on the pillars by the doors instead of passing the basket. This eliminates some unnecessary contact. And by the way, thank you for your generous witness and support of the, of the parish. The Archbishop asks that we not hold hands during the Our Father. He asks that we not share the sign of peace. Both of these are optional in the liturgy. The next one is optional as well. The um, reception of Holy Communion from the chalice is suspended. For the faithful. This is an opportunity for catechesis, really. Only the priest has to receive the precious blood from the chalice at Mass in order to complete the sacrifice. And it's also a reminder that we receive the whole Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity from either the sacred host or the precious blood. By the way, no one should feel that you have to receive communion. If anybody feels that way, that, that doesn't come from Holy Mother Church. The minimum is that we receive once a year in the, se in the season of Easter, and there could be any number of reasons that someone might not receive Holy Communion. And it could be a situation like the one in which we find ourselves where people are just uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable is, is perfectly, a perfectly good reason not to receive. Because of the times we cannot receive, there is a whole devotion called spiritual communion that has been around for centuries in the church. And we have added some prayers of spiritual communion to our website. We also stuffed the bulletins with a flyer containing some other ideas for praying from home. We have drained the holy water fonts. There will be no procession with the gifts. The bread and wine are already over here on the credence table. The fewer people handling things reduces the chance of anything being spread. One of the things the Archbishop recommended was no communion on the tongue, and he clarified through a priest on Friday that this is a recommendation that he thought would be prudent for health reasons. He added that no Catholic should be denied Holy Communion who insists on receiving on the tongue. I always thought that way it was more sanitary, but evidently he knows something I don't, so he's the boss. That's why. That being said, if you're receiving in the hand, please make your hand flat, not cupped. That, once again, will help us to minimize contact. Thank you for your flexibility. Let us continue to pray for the sick and thank God for our many blessings. Our faith tells us that even in the face of social distance, we do have real intimacy in Christ. This intimacy begins in our baptism, when we are marked with Christ for our mission in the church. And not even death can defeat this intimacy. That's why we have the entire 
theology of the communion of the saints. Rather, we have a Redeemer who has conquered death. This gives us great hope as Christians in the face of any difficulty. We are pilgrims on a journey, journeying toward our true and everlasting homeland. And until then, we have the important work to do. We have the important task of witnessing to the gospel. And today in the gospel, we hear the woman at the well as a great example of a witness for Christ. And many come to believe in him through her witness. We also see the upswing in spirituality in all the gospels, but especially in St. John, who gives us our gospel today, the upswing from the earthly to the spiritual. We see this today happening when the woman acknowledges Jesus as a Jew, and then she questions, are you like our, our father Jacob, who was great? Are you as great as our father Jacob? So she acknowledges maybe he's a great person like Jacob. And then she continues and says, I notice you are a prophet. So we, th- we see this upswing in full motion. And then she finally says, could he possibly be the Christ? And finally, when people come to him, they acknowledge you are the savior of the world. So we see this beautiful upswing happening in spirituality in John's gospel. And this Samaritan woman is an excellent example of a symbol of the church because she, being a Samaritan, is both Jew and Gentile at the same time, kind of a mixed breed. And that's why the Jews avoided them and saw them as outcasts and foreigners. But many times we notice as the church grows, it's many times the outcasts and the foreigners who find a home in the church, who find peace in the church, who find true love in the church. And another detail we notice about the Samaritan woman having had five husbands and then being now with one who's not her husband, she's been looking for love in all the wrong places. Isn't that a great example of the church? We look for love in all the wrong places until we find it in Christ himself. So today we celebrate the scrutiny, the first scrutiny of Lent, where the the elect are brought forward as they continue their journey toward the sacraments. And the scrutiny reminds us of the church's members coming from all walks of life, coming to find that true love in Christ Jesus. And as the elect move forward toward the sacraments, we are all reminded that it is in the sacraments that we find supernatural strength of the Lord Jesus himself so that we can respond to his love and we can begin to be other Christs for everyone in the world.